Hello everybody and welcome to Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host Dr. Stephen Platt, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week we continue with Animation April, where we are watching animated films. And this week we've decided to go to a recent animated film, released back in 2018. We are watching Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And joining me as always, we have someone who's seen the film before and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it is known arachnophobe, Dr. Ellen Sears. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> How are you, Dr. Ellen? Yeah, I'm good. Wonderful. Uh, what do you know about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? I've seen chunks of it in GIF form on Tumblr. So I have a fairly reasonable sort of covering of large swathes of the film. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's not something that I've actually sat down and watched. Okay. So. Uh, do, do you like the Spider-Man? He's or, all right. Yeah, he's okay. They're all right. Yeah. I don't mind him. Do you have a particular um, favorite comic or film? Um, I was never really into comics much growing up and specifically not Spider-Man, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I just wasn't really into comics, generally speaking. Um, I don't know. I was sort of a teenager when that first rash of... Tobey Maguire films came out. Mm. So I saw quite a few of them in cinemas because they were just big fun kind of action things to go and watch. I think I saw the Andrew Garfield ones in the cinema as well. And I've seen most of the Tom Holland ones. They're just fun. Mm. I enjoy them. They're not like something that I'm like, this is my favorite thing in the whole world. Oh my God. Um, But yeah, they are something that I enjoy watching. And I've seen all the other ones, Mm. the live action ones that have been done. So... Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, luckily for you, we do have someone who has seen this film. It is a unknown arachna fan, <laughs> Shane Adams. I love them. I love spiders. Yeah. I wish there was more. You wish there were more? Yeah. You wish they had more legs? Yep. More legs, oh. more everything, more around me all the time. Excellent. When I moved into my new house mm. on the first night there, the first thing that happened was I was watching TV and like one of these air conditioning vents, like what's above us right now, mm-hmm. there's just a spider just dropped down right in front of my face. And that was the first thing I did in my new house. And I went, maybe this is a good sign. Maybe I need to not live here. How, it was, how, was it a money spider? It was a immediately put outside spider. Okay. Bye-bye. Goodbye. So, Goodbye yeah. now. Uh, okay. I'm going to start with my fingers quite close. Yeah. And I'm going to increase them. I'm Tell me, including leg span. About there. That's not too bad. It wasn't crazy big. That's like 250 I just didn't pieces. want it right on my face coming out of my roof. Yeah, that's fair. Look, checks the vent above me. Yeah. Yep, we're good. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Excellent. Um... Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse yeah. specifically, yeah. without uh, spoiling anything. What's what's this film about? Um, it's about uh, a Spider-Man, a mm. new Spider-Man mm-hmm. that you may not have met before, mm. the Miles Morales Spider-Man, yes. mm-hmm. yes. um, and he's going to meet a whole bunch of other Spider-Men and women and oh. Spider things, Spider people, and they're going to go on an adventure mm. against bad guys. But how can he meet? So many different spider people. I thought there was only one Spider-Man. Oh, ah, well, that's because there's a thing called the Spider-Verse. Oh. Doctors. That's what they're going into. That's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. And you're going to love it. Um, I am a big, like, Marvel dude. Mm-hmm. And I love all the Spider-Man films mm-hmm. to an extent. Mm-hmm. The good ones. Yep. Um, and I don't want to raise your expectations too high. But mm-hmm. dare I say, I think this is the best Spider-Man movie. I hear good that things. That has come out. Mm. I hear very good things about this. I have heard pretty much only good things yeah, about like this movie. The the actors in it are great. The animation style is beautiful. It's yeah. the, like the best like physical film representation of a comic book coming off the page that I've ever seen, mm. and I love it. Okay, um, yeah. 
away from this film, mm. if you had to pick one of the other Spider-Man films as your favorite Spider-Man film, Ooh. what do you think it would be? That's tough. I mean, the OG first Tobey Maguire one's pretty good because mm. that was at the time, you know, the very mind. early days of comic Superhero book films, films and yeah. that was like a very exciting thing to see. I still maintain that the first Andrew Garfield one is pretty good. Yeah. Just compared to the Tobey Maguire first one, it's basically the same movie, so it wasn't as well loved, but I think it's very good. Mm. And like Tom Holland's great. Like I think he's a really good Spider-Man and the mm. the most recent one, No Way Home with all three of them in there. That mm-hmm. was really fun. That was pretty fun. That was so like fun. a lot of fan service, but that's what I wanted. Yeah. As a fan, I was like, "Oh, this is servicing this is, me." You're like, and I like this that. is for me. <laughs> yeah. This is for me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Andrew Garfield, who I feel like got a pretty raw end of the stick yeah. as, as Spider-Man, despite to, being very good. Yeah, to get to, to ha- see him get to come back yeah, and like, sort of like do little stuff. redemption arc was mm. great. Yeah, yeah. that was so really that nice. There was some nice catharsis in that storyline. That was lovely. Yeah. And I enjoyed that too. On the way in here, I remember that I think the last three films I've done mm. on this podcast were I did... We did Xanadu mm-hmm. and A Mum for Christmas Yes, uh, when the late Olivia John passed away. And I think before that, it was Revenge of the Sith. So just banger after banger. Just banger after banger. So this was the first time I was driving and I was like, on, oh, I'm legitimately excited to watch this movie, actually. <laughs> That's the one. I haven't watched it in a while. I'm so sorry you've been on a little run of stinkers lately. Hey, I stand by A Mum for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> you can. No one else will. <laughs> Look. It's just me. As long as none of them have, like, psychologically scarred you, because I've been on films for this podcast that have, like, scarred me. Every time I see uh, a mannequin now i'm like that could be my mum for christmas maybe (laughs) okay well with all that being said (laughs) shall we watch spider-man into the spider-verse yes please okay for those of you listening at home pop in those dvds load up those streaming services and remember it's rude to point as we watch spider-man into the spider-verse i hope you like post malone i I prefer his pre-malone era Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Bagel. And I'm joined once again by my special guest, Shane Adams. Hello. And Dr. Alan Sears. Hello. Dr. Alan, that was your first time watching Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. What did you think? It delivered. It delivered? Yeah. Mm? Yeah. There was a lot of a lot of hype about this. Everybody went a bit bananas about it. And I just never really watched it. Mm-hmm. But everybody was like, it's so great. It's like so good. It's really good. It is. I think it lives up to the hype. That was really good. Yeah, no, it's it's an excellent film. Um, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Mm. It's it's a really fun animated feature. Um, and dare I say, Shane, you you may be correct that it might be the best Spider-Man film. I think it might be. It's pretty fun, right? Mm. And like, just the look of it is so good. And there's a few things that like even stylistically I didn't notice until this watch through, which is like the really like comic book. Um, like dot matrix kind of animator style kicks mm. in once he gets his powers. I didn't mm. realize that. Mm. And like, mm. it really goes into all the, like, you know, the speech bubbles and all mm. the, all the text on the screen and stuff. Did you Beautiful. see this in the cinema? I did. Yeah. I can imagine it must've mm. just been like, oh, so oh. Epic. yeah, yeah. Just a treat for the eyes. Mm. Absolutely. Um, epileptic nightmare. Oh yeah. Not, not good. If you Holy go crap. But, yes. Yeah. When did you last see this, Shane, actually? Was it in the cinema or have you seen it more recently? No, I've seen it since then. I would have watched it when it came out on Blu-ray disc. Ooh, Blu-ray disc. Yes. Mm. So I've, I've watched it at home once since. So this would have been my third watch through, I think. Okay. Third or fourth, maybe. Yeah. And it's um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the story is 
um, there's a Spider-Man, and his name is Peter Parker. Yep. Um, in Brooklyn. And, and you got bitten by a radioactive spider. Yeah. You know and the rest. And we know the rest, yeah. But then there's Miles Morales. Yeah. 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 Who, who is this um, guy who isn't Spider-Man? Until he is. Until he is, yeah. yeah. So so Miles Morales is... My, my my understanding of this character is a bit sketchy. Mm. Um, is he from the comics? Is yeah, so okay. there's, yeah, it was a new introduction of a, a new Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Miles Morales. In I think it's in like the regular continuity. I could mm. be wrong on that. Um, yeah, and that kind of... Over the years, there's been many different like Spider-Man stories. Of, and, yeah. Yeah, and like clone sagas and lots of things. But yeah, this yeah. was like the sort of very big real world new spider-man that right. was introduced i don't know when but yeah very cool excellent and uh yeah miles is um is just a kid going to school as spider-man almost always is yeah <laughs> that seems to be the yeah. case but he's he's uh you know he's going to a new school this new preppy school that um he seems to not like and the film doesn't really go into it except for that he's not hanging out with his friends mm. His friends don't... It doesn't seem like his friends are a big part of his life, though. Like, compared to other Spider-Man films that I've seen, normally Spider-Man's got, like, a friend who he has a connection with, even if it's, um, like, in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man mm. films, even though it's, like, they leave high school pretty quick um, in, in the first film. Uh, he's still got um, young, young Osborne. Is it Jack Osborne, the, the son? Uh, Old mate, yeah. Yeah. Harry. 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 That took yeah. me a second. Yeah. Um, so he's friends with um, Harry and uh, and Mary Jane. And then like in the Tom Holland ones, he's still in school and MJ and Ned mm-hmm. are, are the friends. Um, whereas, yeah, this, this Spider-Man, and I guess maybe it's partly because this film was, his friends were going to be other Spider-Men. Yeah. Mm. Um, but... We don't need to establish these other characters beyond. They exist. He has people who he likes and who he gets on with. Yeah. Elsewhere, I suppose it was it was it was just more that thing of like this, this school doesn't seem that bad. Like, you know, you get a you get a nice bunk bed. <laughs> yeah, right. I think it's it's about like his reluctance to have that that foot in that new world, mm. I guess, and stepping out of his comfort zone. And as if being a teenager wasn't already awkward enough, mm. then he gets spider powers that yeah. he can't control. Yeah, I did like how openly he was embracing the fact that he he thought it was puberty though to begin <laughs> yeah. with. It was, it was a nice I touch. mean, is it not an allegory? We've all been there. Or like moving into adulthood. Mm. Mm. Changes really? in your body. Mm. Yeah. Can't control your webs. Yeah. When did you first turn invisible? <laughs> Quite late. <laughs> like, later than I'd care to admit. Later than my peers. They yes. made fun of me for it. <laughs> I was a late bloomer. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, but yeah, he, he, he gets bitten by a radioactive spider whilst doing the graffiti. Pretty cool. Oh, no, I don't know about this crime Spider-Man who's doing <laughs> crimes. Oh, you're such a square. Oh, yeah. I like my, le- my, my legal Peter Parker. <laughs> One who respects the law. I, it, it, it is quite interesting how he's got these two father figures in his life, which is so interesting as traditionally Spider-Man has no father figure or mm. doesn't have one for very long in the story because normally it's Uncle Ben. Oh, he died. Like yeah. that's that's how it goes. Whereas in this one, he's got his his father, his actual like biological father, is still knocking around and is a police mm. officer. But then he's also got his uncle Aaron, who yeah. is you know kind of like the cool uncle. Um, figure and he's he's sort of a bit torn like he he doesn't seem to really respect his his father that much mm. uh, and I don't know if it's just because he's 
a cop and that's like a bit of a square job the way it's set up in this um but i do think it's quite interesting how he's got these these two role models in his life Mm. and how that changes the dynamic of the story when for so many of the spider-men they only have uncle ben and then he gets taken away from them yeah he still goes through a, a part of that with with um obviously aaron getting killed mm. by kingpin but um but i just thought it was really interesting how they were in the film for, for quite a lot of it yeah i, yeah, lo- I love it yeah the like the father-son relationship is part of the main focus of this film and it's really beautiful to see how that develops because it's like it's not that he doesn't like his dad it's just he, he doesn't have that same relationship that they do at the end or that develops towards the end yeah mm. and just while you mentioned kingpin mm. can we just talk about what a brick of a man oh. the design of that just character a, is just 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 a brick with arms and legs. just a just square with a face i didn't know that mr creosote could be so tough that that's the main thing he looked like mr creosote from the meaning of life like steroids, mm. oh, yeah. yes. i was waiting for him to go bring me a bucket yeah <laughs> and then just beat someone with it yeah. yeah kingpin was so lovely in terms of like the setting of the world yeah making him just this just this almost inhuman shape like this, this fridge with legs, and like, but the, the the fact that his head was like positioned not on top of his torso, but like part way down. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, he was like a um, like a Vorgon from the Hitchhikers movie. Like, oh yes, yeah. Like it was this this weird perspective thing, but it worked so well for th- this animation style being like enhancing these these features to create this looming presence mm. and they they probably when they're animating just going like well let's just not put in any scenes where we need to see him go through a doorway yeah just keep it simple Unless he's like except for that one where he was like trapped inside the subway car yeah like right at the end well, he couldn't get out it was, it was too no big. he couldn't and yeah. that, well that's the thing it's it's of his own making and that's mm. kind of the tragedy of that character is mm. it's made very clear that it's like he wants his family back because they died which was his fault because they were horrified by who he was mm. and then by trying to get them back he then becomes more of the thing that they hate yeah mm. so it's like tale a, as old as time but, i mean that's just talk about a tragic flaw man like dude yeah kingpins and as and, and as and as it and as it often is in a lot of these kind of films it's like when your people die you gotta let them go mm-hmm. you have to do mm. the grief thing you have to let them go you can't bring them back you can't fix that that's not a thing that can be fixed death can't be fixed Maybe that's all Kingpin needed was a good therapist. Maybe. A lot of Spider-Man villains could, could have would, solved a lot of problems. Yeah, like if there was just, just better like mental health care well. in the animated Sony yeah. Spider-Man universe. Yeah, if only yeah. Stan Lee had written like therapists as yeah. a... I'm, uh, uh, yeah, he's like, I'm the therapist. I'm here to help fix all your problems. <laughs> couch. He just throws a couch at them and makes them lie down. He goes, oh. now tell me about your childhood. Yeah. But I don't know that that would be as action-packed. Not as, as exciting. No, no, probably not. Um, I did also like that we got uh, Doc Ock in a slightly yeah. subverted oh, way yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, gender-bent Doc Ock. Yeah. Love her. And, and the thing that I quite liked is, as the film went on, I became very aware of the fact that we weren't in our own universe. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, all the brands and yeah, all the, the movies Coca-Cola. had slightly different... Um, yeah. The Red X delivery service. Yeah, yeah Red X. Yeah, lots yeah. Of, lots like of nice that. little things like that. Yeah, it was, it was just really, really lovely, um, the way it was thrown together. And I didn't realise until I was looking for the cast list just now, but it, it was uh, Catherine Hahn was mm. Doc Ogg. Mm. So just, just playing another one of them Marvel villains. Yeah. And just doing a great job. What did you guys think of the amazing talent of voices in this film? Well, I didn't recognise a lot of them until I looked at the cast list. Like, mm. I 
the, the one I picked up on was Nicolas Cage yeah. as Spider-Man Noir. But even then, it was only like a few lines in to him talking mm. where I went, oh, I'm pretty sure that's Nicolas Cage. That one, that one actually surprisingly, I didn't catch the first time I saw that film. Mm. I just saw it in the credits and went, oh, that was Nick Cage? Cool. Yeah. Which and- I like because one thing I really hate about animated movies is when you're just like, oh, that's Seth Rogen just yeah. being Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, Whereas I'd much prefer just to have someone that sounds like whatever their character's mm-hmm. supposed to sound like. Yeah. On John f- Mulaney was great. I was going to say John on the Mulaney flip side, John Mulaney is so very good. identifiably John Mulaney. Just I just that, wash my hands. Yeah. That's why they're wet. Just, just that little shouty explaining, oh, hello. Yeah. He's perfect for a cartoon character. There's a spider in the hospital. Like that whole thing. Yeah. And um, I'm a big fan of Jake Johnson who plays Peter B. Parker mm. in this. He's just such a funny dude. Yeah. And then Chris Pine. It's a Chris Pine. Um, who was Chris Pine? He plays Peter Parker, the one that, that dies right at the start. Oh, so okay. Yeah, handsome a, Peter Parker. Handsome Peter Parker. Yeah, Peter A. Parker. Yeah. As I mm. Okay, I didn't. I didn't. Not, I did not click that that was him. Yeah. Yeah. It's you got to you, you must have at least one Chris in every Marvel. You film. must have at least one Chris. That's yes. the rules. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they're a very well used voice cast, and like you say, there, there wasn't, with the exception of John Mulaney, who I think is an acceptable exception because of playing Spider Ham. Yeah. His character was not someone who, um, like, it, it, it didn't detract where, like, I didn't recognize that it was Mahershala Ali yeah. playing um, the uncle, uh, Uncle Aaron, mm. um, until mm. the credits rolled. And I went, oh, okay, cool, okay. cool, cool. Um, I kind of did that with a lot of them. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. cool. And I think that's just that it's, again, well cast, but well... Good acting. Well directed, yeah, cast. and well performed, where you're not going, I'm waiting to hear this actor say this role it was yeah. like no, i'm waiting to hear this character not just relying on the star power of someone that you know from things yeah yeah and it and it worked really well i i love the animation style mm. it's I, beautiful. I, I thought it was really lovely i can see why and works really well yeah. when you start to bring in different animation styles as well mm. so when you've got other people from other universes where it's different animation styles like when you have that more anime style stuff coming in it kind of blends really beautifully mm. it doesn't look out of place like it's like a little bit jarring but it's kind of meant to be yeah, yeah. they blended all so those stars really well it blends really really like, beautifully yeah the black and white and the and the anime and the mm, like mm, looney mm. tunes kind of vibe yeah really yeah. cool yeah and it it just flowed really nicely and i can see why the um that new teenage Mutant ninja turtles film has gone, has for gone that with vibe. the same sort of based, style. Yeah, based on the trailer. This must have been such a bitch to actually animate, though. Oh, I was just looking at it, just like the complexities of the stuff. I'm like, mm. I've done very little 3D modeling, but I know how much like time and effort and stuff just goes into just like modeling something that's still. So the idea of you know the whatever the tech is that they had to use to put this together is just boggling. Even the like closing credits were amazing to look yeah. at. Yeah, mm. and that's I love that. I love it when you've got something like this where it's like, okay, we've done a cool thing in the movie, and now the credits are also cool because credits usually just be like boring, nothing. And because well, because like, I know their that everyone mini movie. Well, yeah. yeah, for Marvel as well. You Everyone's kinda, sitting there waiting for the post credit scene. Waiting for the post credit scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it look pretty. Yeah, and it's something that the the live action Spider Man films do quite well as well. Um, I feel like they've they've really done a good job on that. Um, what I would say is that it was, it was good. Um, it was a little jarring at times, but in a really good way. Yeah, Like I, I, I was a bit worried about how, particularly how jumpy the opening sequence was. In yeah. Terms of how flashy it was very it jolty was. and flashy. I was a bit it got less flashy as it was. Yeah. Like. I was a bit concerned. It was like, oh, this is just going to be really irritating for my eyes for two hours. 
and it wasn't that it actually did a really good job of like mixing those styles and mixing that joltiness and that jumpiness mm. and it was it was a film that never had really had moments of pause for the eyes i guess there was always mm. some information to be uh, looked at to be um, sorted out um and it was it was just really lovely seeing how they combined all that yeah and there's like the moments where it gets very comic book styly, like when the action gets really kicks off but there's also some nice moments of stillness as well mm. so it's just like not a constant barrage of yeah dots and, and colors yeah and it was interesting as well because the the um the style was to try and make it look like it was a comic book and mm. not just by having the the usual things of like here's some speech bubbles and some frames yeah, which they yeah. did a bit of um but i thought they used that quite nicely but, but um phil lord and chris miller um who put this film together uh, said that the film combined the latest computer generated animation technology with hand-drawn um yeah it seems like it was yeah yeah to to quote them uh quote it was very important to us that every frame of the movie was refined by the artist's hand after the visuals were rendered by computers. If you freeze any part of the movie at any time, it will look like an illustration with hand-drawn touches and all, end quote. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Love that. Yeah. Just, and, and it works. And it, it, again, it was just nice to see that, that sort of original medium of the comics. Yeah being so well represented like the little the little sticker the little comic approval mm. sticker before the film rolled mm. the fact that whenever we had an origin story we saw the cover the of the fact that it had like the little printed dots yeah in a lot of it yeah, yeah which we... you get in kind of like your newspapers or in your comics especially like cheaply printed kind of stuff mm. yeah it's it's very well it's very well compiled it's very well put together and the story that it tells does does a good job of using the other Spider-Man. Yeah. And we have another film to compare this to now. Yeah, with, we do. With, uh, 2021's um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. Yeah. Um, and interesting how there's that whole, you know, you're going to go home, you're going to go home. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and we're, we're going to be spoiling that movie as well. Yeah, um, sorry. So, You've had time, everybody. Yeah. You should have. Uh, but yeah, in that film, obviously, the live action movie Spider-Man turn up. Mm-hmm. So it's not just uh, Tom Holland. That was so fun. Yeah, it's Andrew Garfield. and That was um, so fun. Toby Maguire. Toby I kept on saying John Mulaney. Yeah. <laughs> it's just in my head. It's like, I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but they turn up and they have this lovely, like, joint adventure. You just crack my back for me? Yeah, I get really stiff oh, right in so here. so good. It was well, so good. Well, as a, as a Spider fan, um, Shane, yeah. um, did, do, do you feel that one of these movies did it better than the other? Or do you think that they're so distinct that there's not really a way to compare them? I I think they are pretty distinct from each other. Like Mm. in terms of the multiverse, I think the one we just watched does it better. Mm. Um, But in terms of like the, like quote unquote, official MCU canon, it was so lovely to see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield show up. It was so nice. And just Spider-Man the shit out of it, Mm. you know? Yeah, Andrew Garfield, I was like... Still be doing this, yeah, you, totally. Yeah, Tim McGuire less so, which is understandable because he's that much older. Yeah, um, but Andrew Garfield just hasn't aged. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Really. Yeah, maybe he did get bit. Maybe mm. he did. Maybe he yeah, did. by a vampire. Maybe he's a vampire. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> That's uh, a different yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then to have uh, Tobey Maguire kind of take the role of the older, slightly more broken Spider-Man in that mm. film as well. Yeah. It's like it's okay. I've been stabbed before. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very quotable film. You've just raised a question in my head. If a radioactive spider from the Spider-Man universe bites a vampire, let's say it bites Dracula. Ooh, okay. And then Dracula, and then Dracula bites a person. tries to turn somebody else. Yeah. Do they become 
spider vampires. I guess it depends on does the radioactive spider stuff actually affect the vampire because they're dead. Vam- so it depends uh, yeah. on your vampire law. As I'm going to call them, vam spider man. Vam spider man. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I guess if it's a if it's a blood Sp- no, stream thing, spider vamps. That's better. Spider vamps. Spider vamps. Does whatever a spider vamp. Give it ten years. <laughs> that movie's out. You know they're gonna run out of ideas. Yeah, spider vamp. You heard yeah. it for, here first. Yeah, I think I could be wrong. I think there has been a vampire Spider Man at some that point. That doesn't. I mean, they it might. They might. Yeah. They yeah. makes yeah. sense. But anyway, that's the film that we're watching. To answer your question, yes, we have a race of vampire Spider-Man at that point. (laughs) It spreads. Mm. Yeah. um, And I will watch that movie. What's there? Because we saw some really interesting other versions of the the Spider-Man character concept. Mm. But was there one that didn't show up that you were like, oh, I kind of wish we'd seen this? I still really want to see... Japanese Spider-Man show up in mm-hmm. something because mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen any Japanese Spider-Man, no, but it's but... insane. It's basically Power Rangers. Oh yes, yeah, amazing. Like he has like uh, um, he's you know he's got the regular spider powers, but he also has a big mech robot that he yes. goes around in and a motorcycle. Yeah, and he's Japanese and he fights monsters and it's great. So it's like Spider-Man meets like Power Rangers with like kaiju. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think I actually. I could be wrong, and I may upset some people, but I think Japanese Spider-Man was pre-Super Sentai. Um, mm. the, like the original model for Power Rangers, I think. I'm sure somebody's going to comment on this yeah. and be like, oh, no, all these but, things are wrong. We're but, like, we're, we're guessing, we're not Googling this as we're going. Yeah, but, yeah, it was definitely one of the first shows to have that like superhero has a mech, which then yeah. turns into mm. something else, which then fights a big thing. I really, yeah. I really like the Penny Parker concept for yeah. this film. Um, yeah, of like oh, the bit when the robot died. Yeah, yeah. sad. That was sad. But it is sad when robots die. Yeah, especially when they love you. Yes, but uh, but like that whole aesthetic was like I didn't think that would work. Or like, oh, yeah, if you'd asked me to like, if you'd asked me before this, hey, do you think an anime girl suit up Spider Man would work? I'd go. I mean, it, it could. But the mech suit thing was like, is that really Spider Man? By the end of this, I'm like, yes, it is. It's mm. it's very good. Yeah, and I think especially like when uh, Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Ham and Penny Parker get shown up, you know, halfway through the yeah. film, mm-hmm. we still get like just enough of yeah. each of them to care about them by the end. Yeah, because yeah, I was, Penny Parker was the one that I felt was getting the least time until mm. obviously the, the sad robot death. Yeah. Uh, and that was very well done. And I was like, oh. I, I and like, it just tells you, it tells you everything you need to know about that about dynamic, that, you know? That, yeah, about that character. and Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. It's very good, very good, very good mm. showing, not telling. Yeah, it's just a really fun film. I'm yeah. like, it, it's nice. It's beautifully to, put together. Yeah, it, it's nice to see like just... co- consequences of stuff that you wouldn't normally see, like mm. what happens if Peter Parker dies. Um, yeah. And like, how does the world react? And they have that initial reaction before, um, obviously, all the spider people turn up and mm. help save the day. I quite liked Aunt May as a sort oh. of like, M yeah. to Spider-Man's James Bond. So good. That was that was quite nice. And she's mm. sassy and she's got attitude. Love yeah. Her. She's, her, she's great. Her living room got wrecked, which was a bit of a shame. Mm. I was thinking, no, the cushions. No. Yeah. She's, that's going to upset her. Yeah. Um, great soundtrack as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I must admit, I really enjoyed the, the sort of transition from like the early 90s hip hop mm. that was going on. We had some like Biggie Smalls and things like that too the the post malone stuff um and like how the post malone thing was how he relaxed yeah. i thought was really lovely i thought that was like a good way of like making that music diegetic and you know post malone was having a great day when he found out his 
Sung was going to be in, in a Spider-Man film. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you can bet he's. It'd be. He just seems like a really nice man. Personally, he really does. He seems like a nice boy. Yeah, you should get him on the show. Oh, we'll we'll see if he'll come on. Mm. You know, if he's yeah. Hey, look, if you haven't seen a film, Post Malone, and you want to come on, let us know. We'll, we'll just get you. Go in. on and just talk about whatever. That's yeah. fine. That's if you haven't seen Fern Gully, we'll watch it. Would with you, you? Would you let him pick the film? Would you oh, let him pick a film? You got to get to twenty five. Normally, you have to get to twenty. It's Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I'm his wife and I had to get to <laughs> That's a good... Actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, post. Uh, that, you've got to do yeah. at least 25. You've got to do at least 20, at least 25 of these, Mr. Malone. So I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's only fair. Rules it's, are rules. Rules are rules. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's that much more to say about this film in terms of general conversation things. You know what because I liked it, about it was that yeah. there was a lot of stuff where you were like you were kind of like waiting for specific things to happen. Because obviously there's certain beats in a mm. Spider-Man film mm. that you're waiting for. But... The nice thing about this is, and and I've said this before about other um, forms of media and things that I've watched, where sometimes when something is not predictable, but when you're like, oh, I kind of, I'm kind of like piecing together what's going to happen next, and then it happens, you're like, oh, that happened. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't like that. This was one of the things where I was like, oh, the thing's going to happen. The thing's going to happen. The thing happened. Yes. Yeah. And there was a great amount of joy in getting yeah. that journey to wherever you were going. Yeah, I was waiting for how the attempt by Kingpin to bring his family from another universe was going to, like, mess up. Mm. And the fact that they saw him being violent to another again. Spider-Man. Again. He biffed it. Yeah. He biffed it again. But again. again and again. But it was great. That's his, that's his tragic flaw. Yeah, mm. cause, because he hasn't moved on uh, right. and hasn't embraced his, his grief. Yeah. Um, he which, hasn't worked through his previous issues and trauma, which yeah. is what led to his grief in the first place. Yeah, it was, it was really, really... Again, guy just needs a good... Therapist. He needs the therapist. Couch. Um, I got therapized. Yeah. Also, final, I think, very close to final Stan Lee cameo. It was his final Mm. cameo. Well, his final one that... um, Non-live action one. He recorded. Because he he did appear in Captain Marvel, which was released after this. But I believe Uh, that was recorded prior to his recording for this. I mean, with the way we are with AI voices now, they could feasibly continue to do cameos, at least with his voice. Yeah, Mm. but... No, I know. I, I don't know that you need to in this no, case. No, I don't know that you need to. Yeah, I feel, and also like he didn't give his permission for that, as far as we know. Like it, no. for me, it's a bit different from like James Earl Jones granting like, use yes, of his voice for Darth voice. Vader in the future for AI modulation. Like, yeah, that's different. Where he's gone, which is just so cool. Yeah, I'm I'm alive and I agree to do this, as opposed to taking somebody who's passed on. I heard they made him go into a booth and just read every word in the dictionary <laughs> so they can just piece it together. Yeah, smart, very smart. <laughs> Uh, that's why he's not been in another film for so long. He's no. just been in the dictionary. And then he's got to do all the uh, foreign language ones as well. Yeah. So, yeah. He's been busy, James James Earl Jones, but we appreciate it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it, it is interesting looking on this. And, Ellen, I wonder if... Because this was my first time watching it as well. Mm-mm. I really feel like I can see from watching this, even though it's been close to five years since it came out, mm. why this was such, such a big, big deal, deal at the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And like like I said, I saw like so much of this in like GIF form on Tumblr. The um, scene in the graveyard, I had seen some, if not all of that. I think it was like a, a clip that was released around when it came out or it came past on social media at some point and I kind of semi-watched it. I was like, oh yeah, this looks cool. Um, but yeah, people were just going bananas about it and i think justifiably so because it's really brilliant it's really brilliant. and actually you know something that we haven't actually spoken about yet is the fact as well that um they kind of reference this a little bit in um the other spider-man film with no the way three home. of them yeah in no way home because they're like oh man like i thought you'd be black 
like I thought Spider-Man would be black and mm. it's like that's a nice nod to this as well because obviously we've had like three successive white dudes playing mm. him in live action so it's nice to actually be like no no we've got a multiverse there mm. are like endless possibilities anybody can be yeah, Spider-Man and, and it's, having, it's, I love it's that. coming it's yeah. coming and having yeah. it, and having the, the Gwen Stacy Spider-Man the yeah. Spider-Woman as well was mm. like yeah this character works no matter who is playing it in terms yeah. of The important what thing is, are, is that they are the spider person yeah. and that they are trying to save people. Yeah. Look, even a pig can do it. Is what even we, a pig yeah. can do it. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's that, it's, it's that idea of, you know, you can make a difference, which is, you know, a little bit corny and a little bit cheesy. But also, mm. I think that's like a good message. It's like anybody can be a good person and do good things and help people. Mm. You don't have to be like a big old whatever. You can just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and still do good things. Yeah. So, I think that's a nice message. I think after like Sony holding onto the license and like yeah. churning out Amazing Spider-Man two, especially, mm. uh, it was really nice to see them have a win with the Spider-Man franchise yeah, with this sure. one and be like, oh, they can do it. Oh, you can do good. You things. can do a good one. Thank you, Sony. Yeah. Just make more of these, and yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah, and they are, which is exciting. I'm like, I don't know that if they've announced their plans to do like a live action with Miles Morales as Spider-Man. I don't think so. I mean, right now, obviously, Tom Holland is is still. The Spider-Man. The Spider-Man. And probably will be for, I would say, at least another picture. Mm. Um, another man who just doesn't age. Well, yeah, partly. But also, like, if you know, we, we're as, as things currently stand in the MCU, we're probably going to build to some other cool superhero team-up film at some point. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like having a Tom Holland Spider-Man who has gone through everything he's gone through in those and three films. And has gone off to do his stuff and then yeah, he's kind of like, I'm alone Having a more now. mature approach to the character yeah. like in the same way that you had with Peter B. Parker in this film mm. but in this film it's played for oh what would Spider-Man look like if his life fell apart a bit mm. and mm. but but also about him trying to put that back together I don't know if you'd see that with the live action Spider-Man but they could do something with Tom Holland Spider-Man that's like okay it's him now he's really moved on from the the young you know pep, preppy schoolboy uh, uh, protege of Mr. Stark mm. kind of thing and becoming his own person becoming his own adult um and i feel as though there are a few avenues that were presented in this film which they could go down what i do want to know is there's a sequel to this film coming out quite soon mm. what could they possibly do as well they kind of as alluded to it at the end of this one mm. that like maybe the barriers between walls or like they have capacity to communicate with each other through mm. universes or something but what what are you hoping that they would do? Because I felt I felt like this was such a well told singular story. What the the only way I could see it potentially being different is you take Miles into somebody else's. Universe, oh, that's exactly what I think. Or into multiple. I, different I think universes. that is actually what happens in it. Or they're going to be multiverse hopping. Mm. Yeah. All I know is there's a lot more Spider Man in this next one. Yeah. A lot more. More. So many more. How many more? I mean, to like, be fair. Like 10 more, wow. at least. Okay, so they so. had like six, and then they were like, well, the other one did three for live action. Mm. We're going to do 10 Spider-Man. Mm. Let's go. Okay. You just got to keep up in the ante. Fingers crossed for Japanese Spider-Man. I really hope he shows up. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. Is there a Spider-Man you wouldn't want to show up? Um, I wouldn't want Man Spider to be in it. Do you guys know <laughs> actually, about Man Spider? About man Spider's yeah. no good. Yeah. Actual spider, Spider-Man. No. Yeah. no oh, yeah. Just a bunch of actual spiders. Just a spiders. bunch of actual spiders. That would nah, be my worst no nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, that one that came out of my ceiling that day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that one. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's just 500 spiders in a trench coat. That Spider-Man oh, can get out. Oh, no. Well, that made my skin it. crawl. That's awful. I hate yeah, that no. Spider-Man. I, am, I, I legitimately have... I'm really bad with them. Mm. 
there's something in my lizard brain when I when I when I when I see the outline of a spider, my lizard brain just goes, no, no, this is not allowed. Well, I didn't see you flinch out. once during the movie. So no, no, well but like that's fine because it was animated. Mm. But like I got wigged out once by a guy who came in when I was working retail, and this guy came in with his girlfriend, and he had a giant like spider motif on his shirt. Oh, okay. It was like a like a like a like a real photograph of a spider rendered in like gray scales, and it was just it was like th- it was his whole chest. And every time I saw it out of the corner of my eye, I'd be like, <laughs> and I had to like go into the back room of the store. And I was like watching the monitor to see when he was going to leave. And oh, my man- wow. And my manager came out and was like, are you okay? I was like, I'm really sorry. I can't go out there right now because there's a guy with a giant spider decal on his shirt. And I'm really quite spider phobic and it's freaking me out. She was like, oh, that's fine. Just chill out here until he's gone then. I was like, thank you for understanding. Because some people would just be like, don't be such a wuss. Like go out there. And I was just like, it just keeps startling me. And it's like... So you're not the person at the bug museum with the hand up to hold the tarantula? No, absolutely not. No, no. no. I don't mind other bugs. I can deal with like cockroaches and like whatever else. Like none of them really bother me. Although I was really scared of slaters as a child. And I don't know why. Oh, slaters are adorable. I was really scared of them. Or pill bugs if you're from another country. I was really scared of them and I don't know why. But spiders, I've always had an intrinsic like, nope, don't like that. That's because they're no good. But that's the thing. I'm like, if Turn my little legs. primitive hindbrain is telling me that thing's going to kill you, get it away from you, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, I'm going to listen to it because mm. I feel like there's an evolutionary thing somewhere that's telling me this thing is bad. Don't go near it. You're going to die. So I'm like, great, you die. The, the, the whole thing, there's, 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 the, there's the spider sign outside. It's a spider. If you come into the home, you will die. Mm. If you come into my house, you will die. That's only fair. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. And if they come in, it's like this was you brought this upon yourself. <sniffs> Goodbye. I don't trust anything that has a rope that comes out of its butt. I don't trust anything that can learn how to navigate anti gravity. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. We are going on a little bit of a diatribe there. <laughs> you can include um, this in the thing. And I must apologize to any spider v- like listeners, any spiders who have downloaded this podcast <laughs> on the web. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh there it is. Oh, uh, and good. they're and they're they're listening in. Um because but we <laughs> In the future when spiders rule the earth. Yeah, and they're listening to podcasts. Because they're just yeah. terrifying. Well, yeah, we we don't like you. Sorry, we like you when you're you're saving New York City. As when Spider-Man. you're when you're when you're eating flies and you are not in my house, you are very welcome to exist. Although I don't like the one that's been building that giant strand of web across my car port mm. the last couple of days because I keep walking through it and I'm not happy about that. Yeah, just trying to but catch yeah. your car. But yeah, no, they, they they took spiders into space. Jumping spiders who catch their prey by jumping. They shouldn't have done that because you know it's in space. Cosmic rays and stuff. Mm. Here's here's the thing though. They brought the spiders into space and spiders tried to jump to catch the prey and went. They best, for, the, for those listening like at home, floating. they missed and would they fly missed away. And would float. How long did it take them? Like a week? Not very long. Basically, they learned that. Um, the thing is, is they learned that in space, nobody can hear you scream. But that Great. means that nobody that can hear nobody you, move. Can hear you move. move. They realized that so they're just... prey because it was live prey. They realized that the prey, as long as they weren't in eyesight, couldn't see them. So instead, they just floated they just nearer. Float near them and then, just and then snatched them. Oh, that's so but good. they learned how to that's, do this. I wish you didn't tell me that story. That's the thing. Stephen told me the story, and now all of you just have add to deal floating with space spiders to the list, everybody. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh, would you guys like some trivia about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? I would yes, love please. some trivia, please. That's not about actual spiders. No, this, they're the worst. this trivia is all about Spider-Man's. Yay. So, a few, my favorite kind <laughs> of spiders. <laughs> okay, um, all of this trivia comes from IMDb. So, if it's not true, don't blame me. If you hit pause any time a train goes by in this movie, um, 
because of the animators all wanted to animate Stan Lee, he is in almost every single train. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh that's cool. That's nice. Yeah. So a train... he had a very busy commute. Yeah, train full of Stan Lees though. Yeah. For some reason, that's that's quite scary yeah. and unsettling. Mm, just all the sunglasses. Yeah. Um, it was announced shortly after Stan Lee's death at the age of 95 that he had recorded a cameo for this film and that it would be his final voice acting role. Oh, okay. um, Lord and Miller felt it was important that Lee was given a bigger moment compared to previous Marvel films because he was, quote, so integral to the spirit of this movie, yeah. uh, end quote, and he considered his role, ex- sorry, they considered his role extra meaningful following his death. Hmm. Yeah. And it was quite quite nicely done. It was nice. And the little, the little like, post-credit, or post uh fancy flashy credit sequence with mm. the glasses and the quote was nice and then all seven steve Ditko, um, yeah. who mm. i'd forgotten had passed away in that year as well um like the, basically spider-man's two dads, dads. Yeah. yeah um both, both passing away in the same year is is terribly sad what do you think stanley would have made of covid god damn he'd have invented a new hero yeah called covid man covid man <laughs> welcome true believers his name's the mask <laughs> that's never that's literally never occurred to me until like literally just that second yeah. i was like man man anyway yeah. his enemy is omnicron <laughs> it, sound, it sounds like a superhero it does yeah. sound like a yeah yeah he's the mask wait no that exists uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just the a face mask. Yeah, just, he just, rips yeah. his face off and it's a yeah. mask underneath. He's social bubble man. He just casts <laughs> a bubble over everyone and keeps them one and a half meters apart. And his sidekick, the vaccinator. Yeah. And he teams up with the therapist. <laughs> oh, it's all coming together. Helping people out. Are we building a cinematic universe right we're, now, guys? We're, we're building the worst cinematic we're universe. We're doing it. Well, the second worst <laughs> cinematic universe. This is how Marvel started. Yeah. This is the this second. Is <laughs> Yeah. Bunch of people doing a podcast. This yeah. is the second worst cinematic universe after the uh, monster movie universe that did not take off. <laughs> oh, they biffed that so hard. Oh, so much biffing. Um, art directors Dean Gordon and Patrick O'Keefe and their team turned to cubism to help represent yep. the dimensional quakes. Righto, yep. Cubist art often pre- uh, There presents... was some MC Escher bullshit going on yeah. when they were climbing up the side of the building. I was like, hello. And like when he went down between them. Yeah. Yes. Cubist art often presents a collection of different views all happening at the same time. Yeah. So it was a natural metaphor for the multiple universes converging into the Spider-Verse. Thanks, Cubism. Mm. We love some art movements. Speaking of the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh boy. Uh, during the coronavirus pandemic, so I presume that's still happening, mm-hmm. um, Jake Johnson, who plays Peter B. Parker, um, offered to record free personalised messages as Peter B. Parker for children under quarantine. Aww. Oh, of course he did. What mm. a good Bless guy. His heart. Yeah. Love our friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man. Yes. What good people. The final bit of trivia is to do with John Mulaney. Yeah. Ac- according to him... The producers encouraged him to, quote, have fun with his role as Spider-Ham, so he added cuss words to his dialogue. Uh, he eventually <laughs> asked what rating the film was and was told it was PG. And, and so he went, oh, they had to re-record I think they're going to have to censor me. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, I, I just want the tapes of swearing Spider-Ham. Though. Oh, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I mean, I'm sure there were, like, behind the scene takes from, like, Aladdin, where Robin yeah. Williams was just cussing oh up a God. storm as well. Can Wouldn't you, you imagine? love to have been in that studio? Oh, you would have just been mm. pissing yourself mm. the whole time with mm. laughter. Just... I just washed my hands because they're wet. Because of the... <laughs> you know, like whatever it is. <laughs> with all that being said, uh, it's time to score the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ellen 
it was your first time watching Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Uh, so you get to go first. What score would you give this film out of 10? Sure. I mean, one of the main things that I look at when I'm when I'm scoring films on this podcast, and like sometimes it's like roasting into glasses a little bit because I'm just like, no, I love this film. And there's other ones where I'm like quite critical, like The Descent, which I hated, <laughs> as, as we have documented several times. Yes. I'm still mad about having been on that because it was scarring. Mm. Um, but one of the things that I think about when I'm doing this rating system is partially, okay, do I think they could have made this any better? Is there anything that I think would have made this like a better film, not just necessarily for like me as a viewer, but for like just in general? Like, could this have been better? Um, Japanese Spider-Man, you're right. Japanese Spider-Man, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I better knock it down a point then. Okay. No, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this... Um, 10 multiverse Spider-Man out of 10. Wow. It's been a long time since I've done a 10 out of 10. It's probably like Holy Grail or something. We might have to check that. Well, I don't remember the last time I did a 10 out of 10 for yeah. a film, but I honestly don't know what, what, what I would... I have no suggestions for how to make this better. Mm. I think it was great. Excellent. All right. What about you, Shane? I'm going to give it... We're going out of 10. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say... I mean, I'm going to give it a 9.7 wet... <laughs> Spider ham hands. <laughs> the point three is off because of the lack of Japanese Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was Japanese Spider Man, it would have been, been a 10. 10, out of 10. 10. Yeah. <laughs> I just really want him to show up yeah. somewhere. Well, I look forward to you being uh, either elated or disappointed by the sequel. I'll get my Japanese Spider Man <laughs> one day. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed this film. I, I, I think it's very well made um uh, which i think is like the understatement of of any review of this film it's yeah. a good film yeah it's it's so well made it's a pretty cartoon it's that's but, normally an insult when you're going to see a theater show you're like this set is so nice like <laughs> yeah that lighting. Is, but it's the opposite for this but everything about this is nice yeah everything about this has just been so well crafted yeah constructed it's yeah it's really well done i i, I do feel as though it's yeah, it's it's a hard one to it's a hard one to have any major issues with simply yeah. because I think the only reason you wouldn't like this film is if you didn't like the stylistic choices, or if you were like, I hate animation. Well, or, yes, I hate Spider Man because hate he superhero. killed my mom yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I hate anthropomorphic pigs. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, things that the film won't won't be able to help with. Mm. Um, but but I I thought the mash of styles was really good. I thought the the use of music was was excellent. I, mm. I think it's a really Solid film. I, I don't think it's quite a, like a 10 out of 10 for me. Mm. Um, but now that I'm here in the moment, I'm like, but why? And I think it yeah, is. Why? And I think it is probably just because some of the stylistic choices didn't quite mm. land for me. Um, but but it's great. It's, it's a really, really great film. So I'm going to give it nine bagels to the head out of 10. <laughs> he stole a bagel! bagel. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was great. It's a really, really good film. Um, mm. So uh, swing, don't run to go and watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse if you haven't already. Um, and Ellen and Shane, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thanks My for pleasure. having me. And for those of you listening at home, spider or human, thank you for listening in. Uh, this podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you're in an alternate dimension, I believe it's available on Otunes, uh, Zitify, <laughs> um, and sound river something something like that you got there yeah there we go yeah sound rain sound rainbow yeah um precipitation yes i i do i do worry about if if you had a multi-dimensional podcast downloader thing. and i do wonder if i have that 
Because sometimes I listen to podcasts and I'm like, who are you people and what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah. Do you live in the same world as me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I do worry. Usually when I'm on. <laughs> well, a little bit, yes. I wasn't going to say. <laughs> Some of my segues are really bad. I'm really sorry. <laughs> there is that, yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Space you spiders. You put me on. Space spiders. That's all Space I'll say. Space spiders. Yeah. I mean, not as bad as the fish penis one. That's a bonus content you can find on our Patreon. That's right. Join it. Brilliant segue. <laughs> uh, yes, our Patreon. Uh, go to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. Uh, we have a bonus podcast series about like about fish dicks not specifically about fish dicks it is a a, a it's sort of like the little pi- room it's the little pilot fish that comes along and cleans the teeth of the main podcast yeah and it takes those morsels it takes from the teeth the things i cut out of the episodes and it puts them into its own podcast which we release usually once every couple of months one of the episodes is titled the immortal question which ellen did ask on a podcast yes. which is do fish actually have dicks? Um, if only there was some way I could listen to that footage. Well, you can listen by going to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. And, and for, as, a for as little as a dollar a month, you can join our own uh, multiverse of madness and Ooh. listen to these bonus episodes. Ooh. Ooh. And finally, there is our Facebook page. Uh, we can be found there. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club for news and updates. But that is all for this week. So until next time. Goodbye. Bye. Thwip. <gasps> he just swung out of here. He's a regular spider boy. See you guys. Bye, Spider Shane. <laughs> I really didn't like that he's the naked Spider Man, though. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything while he was here. But I don't, I don't like that aesthetic. I don't think he realised that he couldn't go invisible. Oh, right. Oh, I forgot my keys. Oh, oh no, he's back. Jangle, jangle, jangle. Thwip, thwip, thwip. Where does he keep them when he's swinging? Don't think about it. You don't want to know. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.